Then item five, other matters, update on Metropolitan's coronavirus response, and I'll ask uh, General Manager Jeff Keinlinger to give us that response. Update. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Chairwoman. <clears throat> Those of you following on the computer, we will be uh, posting a presentation on this with uh, details on that. Oh, it's on the website. It's on the website. Yeah. So I guess we're not posting it. All right. General status. As you're aware, the federal and state governments have declared a public health safety and emergency. Metropolitan has also issued its own emergency. Uh, many of the state, as well as uh, most of the counties that we serve, have issued uh, stay-at-home orders. All of the orders at the state and federal government, including our stay-home orders from the state and local governments in the counties, include exemptions for es essential services, and Metropolitan is deemed an essential service. We are encouraging our employees to self-isolate as necessary. Uh, if you could see our room right here, we currently have uh, less than a dozen people here as staff, and we are all staying uh, six feet away from each other. We are making sure that of the assistant general managers, we know we no longer we ensure that no more than two or three are together at any one time. The definition of essential service has been uh, water supply and utility and utility service have been deemed essential by the state and federal government. What we have done, we the. Friday, March 13th, when schools closed, that Monday we issued an order to our workforce to have them organized into three groups. We basically have three categories. Operations in the field and employees that have to report to Union Station to do work that has to be done in person. Uh, that's 49% of our employees. They were told to be coming here and reporting to work as needed. Jobs that could be worked remotely or were suitable for teleworking, that constitutes 45% of the workforce, and they have been told to report and work remotely. There's about 6% of the workforce, a little over 100 employees, that don't, that aren't essential services, but they're also, their jobs aren't conducive to uh, teleworking and they have been put on paid administrative leave and, to, and told to stay in touch and to check in on a daily basis. Now, we're going to have employees that will rotate in and out of paid admin leave in order to reduce exposure, and there may be some overlap in these categories. Particularly what we're doing with some of our operational and field crews. We have stood down uh, general maintenance work, and those crews can provide essential services, and effectively they're a backup pool for the, that essential service work that has to be done. And we have put them on paid admin leave and told them to uh, be prepared to come to work as needed if, as, we, as illnesses may occur throughout the workforce. We have an emergency operations center that has been activated at level two in a virtual fashion. Typically, when we activate the emergency operations center, we have employees come in and gather uh, after an earthquake. But obviously, in this type of emergency, we have told those employees to stay home and to meet remotely using our web EOC software. We're going to be working on increasing our teleworking capability. I do want to say uh, IT, 
has been working around the clock on monitoring status and improving our VPN and all the protocols we have to work uh, to enable people to telework. We have had some glitches, but by and large, the system is working uh, pretty well. We are keeping track of all the paid admin leave and keeping track of all expenses that we want to, that are clearly uh, associated with the coronavirus. There may or may not be federal and state funding available to Metropolitan uh, once this is completed, and so we are keeping track of that. We do have adequate chemical and fuel and storage for running all essential services. Uh, right now, we roughly have low water demands. Uh, we're selling approximately 2,500 to 3,000 acre feet a day, and that is going to mean our chemical storage will last longer. Vendors are continuing service at this time. We have not had any um, interruptions in the supply chain, but we're monitoring that closely just to ensure that uh, in case any of that occurs. Social distancing and cleaning. We are maximizing remote work for all our employees, and we also are isolating our certain facilities as best we can. As you're aware, um, one of the, uh, our Eagle Rock Center is where we um, maximize people, that's where we uh, run our operations out of our Eagle Rock Center. We have stood up a satellite uh, center which can also use to be a command center in case there's any issues with any one place. So that is at the Weymouth plant. We also have similar uh, plants that, and the operation centers in each of our treatment plants. We also have a satellite place in which we can direct all services at those plants. We have set up micro teams um, so that we also reduce exposure to staff and we're using all calls and video conferences in place of face-to-face -face meeting also in the field. We're increased cleaning of all our high-touch services and we have contracted for industrial cleaning, uh, basically a hazmat type team work that will, if and when uh, exposures occur at any of our facilities. The micro team concept is intended to, is often our treatment plants and some of our plants, they work with smaller teams on weekends. And so what we have done is basically shift a lot of those facilities to act as if they're working on weekends. So when we, we would have three and maybe a fourth operator, we have reduced that to two operators on site. That increases our pool of backup employees should we start losing parts of the critical workforce due to exposure. Uh, these micro teams are also kept separate from each other so that uh, they, normally we mix and match operators and so that they wor often work together they are only working, those two would only work with each other. If someone again gets exposed or is ill, then they would be sent home and they would not have exposed other crews. We have um, established the backup operations control centers, both for Eagle Rock and at each of the plants. And uh, these are similar for the control rooms that we have at all our treatment plants. And that way we have keeping those crews separate as well. We have uh, been and a certain amount of this, a significant amount of communications has been made both to our member agencies as well as our employees. Uh, and we also have been working on the capital programs. We have currently 26 contracts in various phases being uh, constructed throughout Metropolitan. 
We took a one-week pause this week to review all those projects as well as talk with the contractors uh, as and what they're doing. We have, there may be delays if uh, contractor forces get impacted by COVID-19. And we're also looking at certain types of jobs may be more amenable to social distancing as opposed to other types of construction projects. Because we are deemed an essential service, we do believe these employees can be direct, these contractors can be directed to get back to work. A couple of the projects are highly critical to Metropolitan that we are in. Part of it is uh, part of the upper, the second feeder when we're, we have opened up the ground and we have to bring that uh, project back online, that pipeline back online. So we do know we will be continuing that. There is electrical work out in the desert. Uh, for our Colorado River aqueduct, again, we can't bring it back to an eight-pump flow unless we complete that work, so we are going to be completing that. The other contracts are going to be evaluated closely over the week, and we will see if they're amenable and can be brought back safely into operation. We are issuing letters to contractors that would document that they are working on essential services. And it's important that uh, we also have issued uh, letters to certain um, employees and others that are have to report to work so that if they get questioned or pulled over or asked why they are out and about and reporting to work, uh, they have that documentation that they are doing an essential service. We've been working very closely in making sure our employees have uh, appropriate communication. Uh, starting in February, we started the social distancing policies and implementing those with our workforce. March 13th, when schools were, we were notified that schools throughout our service area were closed, we told um, parents that had to stay home that they would be that they should immediately stay home, and that we would be placing them on paid admin leave. And then the following Monday, we implemented our works our work status categories with those three categories of employees. Uh, the following day, we issued the Metropolitan State of Emergency. That kicks off the general manager's authorities as to what we can and can't do during the time of emergency. We've also, uh, IT has noticed a significant amount of, uh, I guess we'd call it scamming or people trying to take advantage of, of the crisis. And we've um, had to expand our cybersecurity awareness. Also, we've never had this many people reporting in remotely, and so using our services remotely, so we've wanted to really enhance our cybersecurity. But there also is um, a fair amount of people taking advantage of the situation. We also had to issue special instructions on uh, setting up paid admin leave accounting. And for, as I mentioned earlier, we are trying to make sure all our accounting of all costs associated with dealing with this emergency uh, crisis is properly accounted for because there may be eventually uh, state and federal reimbursement funding available. And then finally, we send out documentation of what the governor's stay home order and what that means to our essential employees that are providing essential services. Working closely with our member agencies, we held our our first member agency manager meeting entirely remotely on March 13th, and we reviewed Metropolitan's pandemic action plan at that time with the member agencies and what they could expect. We have had a group conference call, and we intend to hold more of those with the member agencies as we all updated each other on our various activities of what the various agencies are doing and uh, sharing best practices with, with each other. 
a number of member agencies said they'd like to have some of the communication materials that Metropolitan's been using. So we established a communications toolbox on the member agency website uh, for all the communications that Metropolitan's been putting out to the public as well as to the board and our employees uh, and copy of the pandemic plan and uh, actions that we've been taking. So the, the next steps, we're going to be monitoring our workforce health and effectiveness. As of today, we have no, uh, no employees reporting uh, positive for testing for COVID-19, but we do have a number of employees that, have, um, that are in self-isolation that have been exposed to people who are known to have tested positive. So we're monitoring that closely. Um, obviously, that will likely change over time, and we will continue to work closely with um, monitor our workforce and ensure that we have the appropriate staffing levels to continue our essential operations. We're going to continue coordination uh, both at the state and federal level, but also closely with our member agencies and various um, utility associations as we work through this. We're looking at increasing our remote working opportunities. We have Roughly about a little more than half of all our computers at Metropolitan are laptops and uh, the others are desktop computers. We had a gotten board approval to upgrade a lot of our computer capabilities at Metropolitan. We are looking at opportunities in the market to shift that from to a much higher degree of laptops if they become available for purchase. And again, that would be just, uh, we'd be using the board, already board authorized funding for that, for our computers, and to the extent we need to uh, use more for that, again, that would come under the general manager's emergency authorization, and those purchases would be completed as we enhance it uh, by purchasing more laptops. We're also working closely with IT on a number of other opportunities that we can um, enhance and increase our remote work uh, for the staffing. And that is that. If there are questions now, happy to answer them. We have um, Shane uh, uh, upstairs. We were so socially distancing here, but we also have Devin in the room and happy to take any questions on actions we're taking. Thank you, Jeff. Are there any questions from board members? Yes. Um, John Murray and Jeff, do we have adequate monthly sto month-long stores of personal protective equipment for all of our employees, as well as the security um, uh, contract employees that work at MET facilities? We have supplies of disinfectant. Uh, we are not providing, at this time, face masks to employees and other types of employees. We uh, do not also provide them for uh, contractors on metropolitan facilities. We have purposely work to limit contractors on metropolitan facilities as much as possible, specifically out in the desert as well, except for that critical repair work that is taking place. But we have sent home more than half of all our employees, and uh, we're sending, we're trying to make sure that we even uh, get less than that available at Metropolitan, so at our facilities. Anything to add to that, Devin? Yeah, thank you. Uh, the other uh, the other topic there in terms of stores, we're monitoring chemical and fuel storage at our facilities. Um, we're in good stead uh, there. Uh, if you take a look at the water deliveries that we're making right now, it's on the low side, so the storage that we, we have lasts even longer. So uh, in most cases, we're many weeks in terms of storage. 
with that note, um, we're not seeing disruption in our current vendors bringing uh, chemicals or, or fuel to us. So that also remains good, but, but it's something we're monitoring. All right, uh, Director McKinney. Thanks, Chair. Uh, Jeff, I appreciate the report. You guys are doing all the right things, it seems like to me. I appreciate all the effort that's being put into it. I have two questions. One is uh, with uh, with regard to all of our non-exempt employees, uh, I'm, I'm sure many of the people that are teleworking are non-exempt employees. Are we complying with the FLSA? Do we have rules for them, or have those rules been relaxed? Right now we are working, we have regular meetings with uh, bargaining units and their representation. We are working through issues with them closely. I am not aware of any issues with the FSLA that have come up. Um, Marsha is telling me we're not aware of any issues that have arisen on that front. Okay, thanks. And that was one of my other questions is about the units, the bargaining units. So you're talking to them. And my other question is, are we, if we are having overtime because of that, we're going to account for that along with the admin leave? as a crisis cost? If it's directly related to uh, COVID-19 response, then we are going to be tracking that time and seeing if opportunities are available for reimbursement. Uh, Marsha? Yeah, I just, I think you may have seen that we are, for um, employees who are staying home uh, due to school closures, Metropolitan's paying that um, without um, impacting their leave time. Thank you. All right, Dir Director Ortega. Thank you, Chair. Uh, my question is, uh, given the news today uh, that at least the President is talking about um, uh, rolling back the federal uh, declarations uh, as early as Easter, are we planning to make an affirmative statement about, you know, how long our uh, state of emergency will, will last? So if you'll note on item 8.1, we are basically proposing that we are going to track the uh, governor's announcement of emergency. And so we will be continuing metropolitan state of emergency for as long as California has a declared emergency. But we're also going to be monitoring our own workforce reporting, uh, which will really be driven by health and safety and protection of our ability to provide our services. Um, that will drive what, how we manage our workforce and our facilities as opposed to uh, what exactly the federal government's proclaiming. Thank you. All right. Are there any other requests to ask questions? I don't see any other requests, so we will move to... Thank you, Jeff, for your report. Thank you very much.